La 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 wait till I give my money right I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven when I woke I spent that on a necklace I told God I'll be back in a second man it's so hard not to act reckless Hello everybody welcome back to Half the Distance of the Goal presented by Now and Coastal Barbecue I'm your host Marcus Bullock with me as always is my co-host Brett Galt and joining us today, uh, Brett, I'll let you. I'll let you give the intro. <laughs> all right, all right. I got the girlfriend Emily. Her uh, her dad is joining us. Dave Bolka, welcome to the show. Um, big time college football fan as well. Clemson alum. Um, so we're gonna be diving into that. Do you just want to tell us a little about a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Um, you know, yeah, as, as, as uh, Brett said, I'm a Clemson alum, a uh, huge college football fan uh, from New Jersey originally, uh, moved to Clemson, uh, you know, went to Clemson for college, fell in love with it, fell in college football at that point. And uh, ever since, you know, now with three kids that have gone away to big uh, college, you know, football towns, Tennessee and South Carolina, um, you know, spend my Saturdays, you know, just watching games, you know, rooting for different teams, not really rooting for South Carolina. Um, you could tell, you could tell Emily that I do, but I don't. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, and I enjoy it. I'm, like I said, I'm here in New Jersey where I could, uh, where I actually have the ability to go online and, and, and bet on some college football every weekend. So I truly enjoy doing that. Awesome. Well, thanks, Dave, for joining us. Uh, we are excited to have you. We did have your daughter on the show um, earlier this year, but we had a snafu um, technology-wise, and my screen blacked out. We lost all audio. It was not recovered in time by our, um, we'll just say, our host site support. So even though she did not miss a game when she came on, uh, she, she burnt it up. So, I mean, you can't let your daughter outshine you, actually. Let me go back to her week. We are um, about that today. I, I'm not sure. 5-0-2 is but yep. uh, but uh, 5-0 and two is strong. <laughs> yeah, can't get much better than no losses. Well, again, thanks for joining us. Um, we'll get right back to you in a second. But as always, um, let's go ahead and jump into last week. Last week was a barn burner for the show. Um, Mr. Seven and O Wilson came on, did not go seven and O, went four and two, but he still had a great week. So um, let's start running down the cards for who performed the best, and let's talk about a great. Week nine that it was for the show. So one and oh, uh, nice and easy for now. One coastal barbecue, Old Dominion plus 20 and a hook. They almost got it done on the field against JMU, but JMU did edge them out, but never a sweat there. They covered 20 and a half. So a one and a week brings the nine one oh coastal barbecue to five and four on the season. Next up, Marcus, myself, I was four and oh, I didn't like the slate. So, you know, I, I chopped off some stuff that I just wasn't sure about and, you know, left myself with a pretty nice card. Uh, four and oh. Uh, Virginia Tech lay in two and a half. That was never in doubt against Syracuse. Hokies got out to a fast start and then poured it on. FSU went down to Winston-Salem, um, did what they were supposed to do. Good win. Oregon, never a sweat against Utah. And thank you to my coworker, George, who helped convince me into that pick. And then Auburn lay in six and a half against uh, Mississippi State. Again, never a doubt there. Auburn needed to win that game if they're going to a bowl and they have a little bit more work to do. But 4-0 and um, on week nine brings me to 40. 31 and three for the season. All right, next up after that was Brett. Brett was six and one, his six wins. Virginia Tech laying two and a hook, West Virginia UCF over 58. Nebraska laying two and a hook, never a sweat. Oregon laying six and a hook, never a sweat. USC Cal over 66. Boy, was there a lot of points in that game. <laughs> Brett, we'll come back to that, but that is a win. And then Oklahoma State laid seven and got it done. Going in, you know, Saturday night, six and oh, one game on the slate. You needed Arizona to cover plus three and a Which half. I they did. did not get it done. No, they did. They won outright, Marcus. Oh, dude, I, 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 I texted you in the group chat about that. <laughs> I am so sorry. I was a little sleep deprived. Um, we had a busy day at Carter Finley, took the child. So between chasing her around a parking lot and everything last week. So, Brett, um, let me get this right. You were 7-0 and last week. Wow. Nice. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. 27. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry, Brett. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, because you said it on a group chat, and I saw it, and I was like, what the heck is this? I need to update some records. Hold on. 
we will go to 36-23. And then last week, we only lost two games as a show. Brett, I, I give you my sincere apologies there. You, right, you, can call, you can call that a little bit of dad brain. You, you can have the 4-0 right there. Well, you can go ahead and start off the show with your own there. Okay, cool. So I was 4-0. Again, 40-31-33 on the season. Brett was a clean sweep 7-0. He did have Arizona State plus 3.5. For some reason, I read that as Oregon State, which was not the case. So a 7-0 week brings Brett to 36-23-3 overall for the season. Uh, Brett, talk to us about USC Cal over first and then break into the rest of your card. You know, when I first brought that up, you were very, like, skeptical of it. I told you, I was like, USC can't stop a single soul. So once again, they went back and forth with a, a mediocre team in Cal, and I had no doubt that Cal was going to be able to score. And, I mean, what, well, I think, what was it? It was, it was close to 100 points, right? It was 50 yeah. to 49? 99. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So ninety nine points. So I mean, I that over just killed. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the over under for the uh, for their game later this week, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, Nebraska. You didn't bre- uh, believe in my boy Matt Rule either. And no. then uh, yeah, Oregon. Oregon looked good. Uh, Oklahoma State. The line I didn't really understand there. I thought that was easy. I told you Arizona had been playing well. And then the Hokies looked good uh, Thursday night as well. Yeah, they looked really good. And you know the crazy thing is, if Virginia Tech can somehow upset Louisville this week, they have a pretty straight line to make yeah. it to the ACC championship. I know that, that's what I heard people talking about. The rate doesn't NC State has to play them here in a few weeks, right? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to talk anymore about um, the Hokies right now. I'm just going to let this week happen, and then if I need to hop on that theory, we we can go there. But I'm not going to get my hopes up because the way the season started out. I never once thought that we would be in this position. Um, so I'm just enjoying this on, on the side. And last but not least, although Wilson, four and two, good week. You know, me and Brett just did our thing and came correct. So he technically is sitting in last place, being positive. Uh, four wins for Wilson, four to St. Land, 20. Duke, Louisville, under 46. Never a doubt there. Duke couldn't score any points. Uh, Oregon, laying six and a half. And then Kansas, getting it done on the field yeah. against Oklahoma. Love to see that one. And his two losses were Miami laying 18 and a half. Miami looked really ugly. And then Pitt, Notre Dame under 45. Kind of hard to hit an under whenever Notre Dame covers or yeah. covers that number by itself. So, again, I will say the losses were, you know, pretty blatant, but four good wins, and especially the Kansas plus nine and a half call. So, four and two for Wilson brings our guest to 29, 18 and two overall in the season. 16 and two for the syndicate last week with the power parlay hit brings the syndicate to 109 77 and seven for the 2023 calendar year what a damn ride it's been i mean last week was a good week i mean i think that's by far best week i mean yeah two losses um we've never done that before And, and 16 wins you know it that last week was it's going down in history. That's on the Mount Rushmore for uh, half the distance weeks. Yeah, that's tough in the middle of the season when they you – know, all the perfect out You there? Sorry, you broke up a little bit. No, I was just saying in the middle of the season when, you know, the computers start figuring out these lines, it's not easy to go 16-2 and two or whatever the, whatever it was, 14. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I oh, think – we figured that out like the beginning of the year. I mean, I was going on a tear at the beginning of the year, and then Vegas started to get a little, a uh, little better with the lines. And I, I went through a bad stretch there before this past week right here. So felt good to uh, get back on a winning streak. Yeah, and we are competitive. Uh, like Brett and I want to, you know, be the most positive in games. But I mean, Brett, you're going to be pretty hard to. I think I, I was coming back on you a little bit after you got out to that hot start. So I'm plus nine right now, and yeah. are you up thirteen? <laughs> yeah 13 games positive so i got a little bit of work to do um but again like we want to see everyone do well but we do want to win so just know i'm I'm not going to take it light on you uh, I'm, I'm giving my best right now hey i respect it all right so um dave actually before we get started i did notice your email whenever i sent you the link it is i sell cards can you uh dive into a little bit of that if you don't mind yeah sure um i for a very long um, I've been a baseball card collector. Um, that was when I got out of college. 
Uh, I was looking for a little bit of a side hustle and really got into buying, selling, trading, um, all kinds of sports cards. I uh, used to do, before kids, I uh, used to do a whole lot of shows on the weekends. Um, now I'm relegated more to, you know, uh, buying and selling on eBay. But it's just something I really just have a passion of doing. If I can make a couple bucks here and there, it's great. Um, but I just truly enjoy, you know, uh, you know, collecting cards and, um, it's just, just a passion of mine that, that I've enjoyed and hopefully can hand down to, uh, my kids too some of my collection. Brett, that's awesome. Brett's heard some stories, some horror stories uh, yeah. <laughs> for sure about, you know, things that I've, you know, quickly sold and I probably shouldn't have and held on to, um, for one, a LeBron James uh, rookie autograph that a couple years ago when the market was very strong, uh, it hurts me to say this, sold for an excess of a million dollars. Yeah, that's the reaction I have all the time, uh, Marcus. Um, I, didn't, I didn't sell it for nearly that much, um, but uh, that's okay. I've also sold some things that eventually weren't as good as – it's fine. It's fine. A long time's passed since it's happened, so I've gotten over it. So when did LeBron come into the league in 03? Yeah, 03, 04. So did you sell the card in like 05, 06? Yeah, probably immediately after. Yeah, probably within a, a one or two years. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. You know, what? what's the, the, the painful part is of, of some of the things that I held on to instead of that like i've you know i've held on to things and i and i've done well i've i def, i have some um stefan curry uh rookie cards that you know have really um, gone up in price but i've also i also had some other stuff that man i should have held on to lebron and, and sold some of that other stuff but again i can't worry about it now it, it is what it is um i still enjoy doing what i'm doing and i i try not to think about it all that much but um yeah, so <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, I was gonna ask you what it's like one horror story. So obviously, selling LeBron James, uh, twenty years too premature. Yeah, that, I know that that definitely hurts. But also, so Steph Curry, would you say holding on to those is probably gonna be your biggest success story? I was all said and done. Yeah, I would think so because it, you know when he first started in the league, he wasn't. Uh, you know, LeBron was always a, a really a pretty good seller, right? Maybe not not for what the market went. Uh oh, where'd Dave go? <laughs> Lost him. All right, you you mind shooting Dave a text to uh, tell him to hop back in here whenever he can? Yeah, he, yeah, I'll tell him. Uh, actually, here he goes. Oh, phone rang, and I guess they kind of knocked me uh, out. Oh yeah, when you do this, you got to put that baby on do not disturb. <laughs> but no, we we got all your audio, so you you left off saying that. Steph, like LeBron, has always been a good seller, but Curry, right. and that's where he dropped. Right. Right. When Curry first started, right, he, he, was, he wasn't – I wasn't immediately selling some of the stuff that I had. Finally took off, and, you know, again, good for me. I had held on to a bunch of his stuff, and – you know, I learned my lesson from the LeBron. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. you know, he's probably my biggest success story. You know, I do have some Michael Jordan autographs that I've held on to. Um, uh, and I, I've got, you know, Mike Trout and some of the younger baseball players. Uh, and now, you know, even some of the, you know, football quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, hold on to some of those guys. We'll see what happens with the homes. He's got, I think, a long career ahead of him. And already with a couple Super Bowls under his belt, you know, he's definitely one to uh, keep keep uh, keep holding for a while. Yeah, that's sick. Well, two things here. If you ever come across any, um, like, OG Braves like Freddie Freeman or, you know, anybody from, like, the new Braves now, uh, give me a shout, Ronald Acuna Jr. I will be interested. All right. But also, um, if you are lucky enough in Brett, like vice versa, to get Brett married into your family one day, 
Brett, be sure to pick out a nice wedding gift out of that collection, if, if available. I mean, I'm telling you, because when I went over there in in April, when I went to visit, like he showed me all these cars. I mean, it's it's uh, you should see his basement. It <laughs> is insane. Um, I'm I'm actually at my desk right now, and as you said, I have something I. Uh, I mean, I do have Ronald Acuna autographs. He's, you know, he's definitely one for sure that I've held on to. Otani, obviously, is another. Um, but so, yeah, I'll definitely give you a shout out, Marcus, because I, you know, I do, I do have some of those those guys. That'd be great. All right, well, let's get back to you know what our listeners came here for. Let's talk some gambling lines. So, and I know you guys on the East Coast are nine minutes away from this kickoff. Wake Forest, Duke, I do want to get these Thursday night plays out ahead of the curve if we can. TCU, Texas Tech already kicked, so we will consider that invalid. But if anybody has Wake Forest at Duke or South Alabama at Troy, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. Nope. Thursday this week. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was leaning Duke six and a half. Um, You know, the Riley Leonard injury and saga that's kind of going on to where he plays, he gets pulled, he reaggravates an in- injury. I think that Duke will probably be able to beat Wake comfortably with the backup quarterback. If they save Riley for Chapel Hill next week, I think that's really going to be their bread and butter. So I'm not going any a little bit longer week to sit out playing on a Thursday, of course. So I'm going to hold off on Duke here because I think maybe Wake could backdoor cover if Duke plays the backup all game. And obviously they struggled last week against Louisville, not scoring you know even a field goal. So um, that – that's why I'm going to stay away from that Thursday night play. So no Thursday night action for the group. Does anyone have a Friday play? Boston College at Syracuse or Colorado State at Wyoming? Yeah, um, I I like Boston College. Um, I have Boston College getting two and a half points at Syracuse. I don't think Syracuse is is very good. Um, they lost to Clemson, so that might tell you something. Um, and uh, Boston College's offense is actually better than, you know, they have been in the past. They are, they they tend to score a lot of points. So getting points on the turf at Syracuse against a team a Syracuse team that I don't think is very good, I'm taking Boston College plus two and a half. I can get you three. <laughs> I'm taking Boston College plus the points. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so typically what we do here is we use Vegas Insider because they source lines from a lot of books here in the U.S. Gotcha. And if you can get the same number at at least two spots, whether it be high or low, we'll give it to you. So it looks like, you know, one place or two places on the site is offering two and a hook, but the majority are at three. So you right. get a half a point for the show purpose. I'll take it. Beautiful. Uh, Brett, anything there? I, I like the pick. I mean, I'm not going with it, but I mean – Boston College has kind of came on strong after the kind of the uh, taking yeah. Florida State toe to toe. So they, they've actually been playing good. Syracuse does not look good. I mean, Dino, Dino Babers is in trouble. I feel like we say this every year, but he's definitely in trouble this year. Well, the crazy thing is, Syracuse got out of that hot start, and we were like, hell yeah, Dino, 4 yeah. 0, and then they've dropped four straight, give or take. I mean, three were to Clemson, Chapel Hill, Florida State, but, you know, Virginia Tech wasn't looked as like they were going to come on strong. Um, I think this is the measuring stick game for them. I'll say they did run into a hot Hokies team, but um, if they lose to Boston College, this is just going to determine how the rest of their season goes. Because Pitt, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, you can all say that in the ACC, they're in the same tier as Boston College. And if they struggle here, um, it's just riding on the wall more than likely. Yeah. All right. Um, so we got one play out. Um, Brett, you want to give us the first Saturday game? Yeah. Um... We're traveling to Death Valley. Um, Which one? The uh, well, I think we know Clemson. We're going to Clemson. The, the real one. <laughs> We're going to Clemson for the noon game. Um, nice. Listen, I hate to do this today, but I I have Notre Dame minus three here, and I I feel like this is kind of a trap game. I I don't I, for some reason I I mean Dabo's I mean we saw Tyler going into. Uh, into the radio show, just bashing, saying, why are we paying you this much money? All of that. Um, so Dabo's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot on his shoulder right now. I, I, the offensively, I just don't think they're that great. And I think Notre Dame defensively is, 
was very solid. I, I think Hartman's going to be able to throw the ball around here. Uh, I think it being a noon game, I, I think that plays in Notre Dame's favor. So this has got to be a show me show me game for Clemson. So right now, I like Notre Dame going in there to cover the three. Yeah, it it hurts me. I, I I'm on that one when the your Wi-Fi is going out. And you know, I. I've watched all the games, and our offense, the Clemson offense, is not good at all. And uh, I agree with you. And you have Hartman, who's who's played against them before for Wake when he was on Wake Forest. I think Notre Dame superior. The line makes it does make it seem like a trap for sure. Yeah. But um. But I. But I. But I have Notre Dame minus three as well. Okay, and so does Nawano Coastal Barbecue. So in that aspect. Guess and now I know Coastal Barbecue is going to bring the food. Uh, Brett, you get the keg. And Dave, since you're the guest, we will let you bring the cups. But y'all are going to party to that this weekend. Unfortunately, I am on the other side. I am taking Clemson plus three. Wow. I think that this may get back up to three and a half before a kick. Um, this is a Dabo um, makeup spot. He's been saying everything to Cade. I feel like Cade's going to come out there, going to play a very good game. Watching um, NC State beat them and Carter Finley last week, Clemson's execution is there. I think every fan base can complain about their play calling not being great um, some points of the game, but it's like whenever Clemson gets into the red zone, they kind of have those yips. I think a lot of that is probably going to get ironed out. Um, I think Garrett Riley is probably like on them boys like hard. And again, like Dabo sending out all the messages to the media about his team, kind of like what Nick Saban's been doing. And honestly, I think Dabo's pissed off. So if Clemson gets up early, I don't think there'll be any bone in Dabo's body that says, let's get conservative. Let's milk this thing kind of like they did against Florida State and then ended up choking the game. I think it's going to be, you know, all hands on deck, pedal to the metal. So um, I'm going to take Clemson here, bounce back at home. Again, this Notre Dame team, we've seen them most of the year, you know, beat the hell out of teams that they're supposed to. And then they just kind of play to a level of competition. I really think this is a hard spot to get Clemson. And I'm going to take the Tigers to cover. Um, I think they get it done on the field. So give me plus three. All right. All right. One of those games where I like, I'll take Notre Dame minus three based on what I've seen. If Clemson comes out on top, I'll, I'll be happy though too. So I'm good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we're all on the same page there. It should be a competitive game. Again, it looks like 76% of the money uh, is on Notre Dame. Maybe a shiny building game. All those shiny buildings get there for a reason, and this just kind of plays into my mindset. Um, so, yeah, give me Clemson plus three going against the rest of the show. And, again, the pipe and hot pick of the week is Notre Dame laying three in Clemson, South Carolina. So I have maybe three more plays for the rest of the slate. So, uh, Brett and Dave, I'll let you guys ping pong it back and forth or a couple, and then I'll hop back in. All right, I'll go. Um, in what may be the most boring game of the weekend, um, Iowa at Northwestern, it, this game could be 7 nothing. It literally, Iowa may just win 7 <laughs> in this game. And I'm taking Iowa minus 5.5 at Northwestern. They've, they've covered the spread. Um, in their in their low scoring close games every single weekend, um, they are the better team. And it, again, even if it ends up being seventeen to ten, they should have won last week. They had that bizarre call on the fair catch that yeah. got called back, and they would have covered that spread. Um, I, I'm I'm taking Iowa minus five and a half. I think that's a great play. I'm on this game too. I'm actually, I'm just like you said, it's gonna be seven zero. I'm taking the under thirty and a half. Okay. Oh man, that's yeah. low. I it's low, but these games have been like 14-10 kind of games. I mean, we know that I was. I mean, by the way, I saw. Did you guys see that Brian Ferentz? I guess is not coming back next year. So of course not. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been trying to get him out of there for a couple of years now. But anyway. Um, I know it's low, but these games, Iowa plays good defense. Northwestern, credit to that guy after the whole Pat Fitzgerald thing. 
he's actually, I mean, they just beat, what, Maryland last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they so, yeah, by the way, what's happened to Maryland? I don't really know what's going on there, but I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, so I know the under is low, but I, I like I like the under. Yeah, I think you are both on the right side. Good news for both of you. Brett, I can get you under 31, and Dave, I can Ooh. get you uh, minus five. So um, you can give up the half point there. All right. That sounds good to me. Um, yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a snoozer. That may not even be worth you know putting on. Like if you if you have YouTube TV for example, and you do the quad box, it may not even be worth throwing in the quad box. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So that was that was gonna be ugly. Um, you guys want to go again each? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go. Uh, one of the rivalries in the Big Twelve that's probably no longer gonna be going on anytime soon. Bedlam. Now that, yep, Bedlam. Now that OU's heading to the SEC, Oklahoma State, um, six point underdog at OU, or I think it's actually I think it's at Oklahoma State actually. Um, yep. And Stillwater. OU's coming off that tough loss to Kansas last week. Um, Oklahoma State's been playing good football ever since the South uh, Alabama game. They finally got a quarterback in Bowman, and their running back has just been shredding right now. Uh, I, I like Oklahoma State here in the upset. Um, I don't know how good Oklahoma is, honestly. They really haven't played well since the Texas game. And like I said, Oklahoma State's been playing well, and I, I like them to continue at home playing well. So give me Oklahoma State in the points. Plus six. Yep, give it to me. You you you've been around the pokes lately. I I have, but you know, and the thing is, is like after that South Alabama game, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But I mean, there's some teams in the Big Twelve that started off slow, like Iowa State started off slow. They've won four straight. Oklahoma State's won four or five straight. So there's been some teams in the Big Twelve that are starting to play well, and Oklahoma State's one of them. So, I mean, OU didn't really show me much last week either. So. I like the pokes to continue here. Yeah, it'll be wild if Oklahoma State wins this game and somehow makes it to the Big 12 championship after that I mean, rough start. Yeah, there's a chance they could, too. That That's even the crazier thing. Interesting. Dave, you have anything here? Yeah, no. I, 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 okay, you can stay away. Um I guess it, you said you guys each have seven, correct? Correct. Yeah, I played what two of my seven so far. You have three: Notre Dame, Iowa, Northwestern, and then Oklahoma State. And then Dave, you have Boston, oh, okay, Alabama, okay, Notre yeah, Dame, yeah. and Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um. So I'll go. I'm gonna take us back to the twelve thirty window. We're heading to Greenville, G Vegas, heading to the swamp. Mike Houston and the boys. They're about to get drowned by the green wave. I am on Tulane big. I, I mean, it just comes down to ECU doesn't have any talent. Tulane is a good football team, and they typically beat the hell out of, you know, those teams that they're supposed to. 16 and a half, looks like seven teams, the best number I can get. So I'll take Tulane and lay the 17. I think they beat ECU by like 30, 35 points. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think Mike Houston's a good coach, but he might get fired this year because of this performance. You know, you have Holt Aylers for your entire tenure. You lose him, and then, like, this is the talent that you're left with on the team. That is not acceptable um, for Pirate Nation. Give or take, you know, ECU, very good baseball team, but they bleed purple and gold football down there in Dowdy Ficklin. And Mike Houston, I think you're about to get drowned. You might get fired after this week if Tulane runs it up on you. So, give me the green wave, land 17. Yeah, I'll take that. I agree. Lane's the opposite. I think East Carolina is 1-7, and seven, Tulane 7-1. Seven and one. Even on the road, I just think they're going to put up – I think you think they'll put up a lot of points. It's not, it's not on my card right now, but I, I probably would add it. And I, because I do agree with you that um, I think Tulane just has so much more to play for. And uh, I think they get it done minus the points. Yep. They're playing for conference championships and ECU's just, you know, there's probably a lot of quit factor there. When I saw this game, I knew you were going to take this. (laughs) I, 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 I 
I had this highlight. You've been so against ECU all year. It started with you know, honestly, it started with the first game of the year. I think Michigan. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they covered. Yeah. So you've been against ECU the whole year, and I knew you were going to continue here. All right. Um. So I have two more plays left. Dave, you want to go ahead and rattle one off? Yeah. Sure. Um. I, I'm looking at the LSU Alabama game. Um. Yeah. It, Let's do it. it. It's interesting, right? Because. I think that game's at 8 o'clock, Washington, which I also like that one. Um, you know, I'm I'm not choosing a side here. I'm actually going to choose the over. I'm, I'm going over 61 and a half in this game. Um, LSU puts up a lot of points. Alabama doesn't have a great defense this year. Alabama's starting to put up a lot more points. To me, 61 and a half is actually low in this game. And, uh, you know, I see this, you know, you know, it used to be what might have been in the past, a defensive battle, you know, now with both of these teams this year, uh, they, you know, I see this being a high scoring game. Um, I actually think LSU is going to win the game. Um, but uh, I'm, you know, right now on my card, I just I'm just going to take the over. That's insane. Like thinking back to that national championship a couple oh, years ago gosh. where. You know, it was a rock fight. LSU couldn't cross half field. And now LSU, DBU, quote-unquote, has no coverage. I mean, they, they can't cover a damn soul. What do we know that Milrow can do? He can throw the deep ball. I'm not playing it, but I think scheme-wise, Bama matches up really good with LSU because they can take advantage of that secondary. And also, I think Bama's front is going to give LSU hell. I think LSU has a couple linemen on that right side that maybe aren't as good just watching them this season. And is this is actually going to be a play that I throw on my card right now. Um I'm a, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the tide. I'm gonna lay three. I, I've talked myself into it. I do see a lot of points here, but I think when it comes down to it, Bama's defense is probably gonna hold um more times than LSU. So I think they can uh, win at home. I don't think Saban loses two big games at home um this year also. So yeah, that gives me confidence in the tide. This one was this one was on mine as well. I also had over sixty one and a half. I was kind of surprised that the that the point total was this low, to be honest, because I mean LSU's defense is terrible. I mean they they are bad, and like you said, Marcus uh, Milrow can throw the ball down the field. So I think I I like them. I I this one is interesting. I I do need this one. I need LSU to hit so that I can get the Alabama under here that I did at the beginning of the year. Oh, the mm-hmm. under uh, I think it was nine and a half or whatever or ten and a half, but I'm I'm not on either side here. But I do think the over hits pretty easily, honestly, because I think this game is going to be back and forth. I'd be shocked if it wasn't back and forth. Beautiful. Um, let me play some music for you guys. <laughs> okay, let's do it. So you two agree, and the best number I can get you is sixty-one. So LSU Bama un, or over? Excuse me, over sixty-one. Uh, for your play, uh, Dave, do you want to go again? Sure. Um, let's see. Um, every week, I kind of look at just weird games, ones that I, I probably don't truly under even understand. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just as a college football fan. And um, kind of two teams going in opposite directions right now. I'm, I'm, I like Appalachian State minus three and a half over Marshall. Um, Marshall, I think, lost four in a row. Um, I took that, you know, I took a couple weeks ago. Uh, I took James Madison over them. James Madison, I think, you know, handled them pretty well. App State's been on a roll. I think they've won four games in a row. It's at home. I know these two teams, you know, know each other really, really well. But I just like, I like, you know, the the low number of points here and App State to come up with, come out with a win. I like it. Yeah, I did too. Sorry, Chase. Yeah, after that big, that big win that Marshall had at home against Virginia Tech, they beat ODU, uh, I think, by a touchdown maybe. And then, like you said, they lost four straight. So they are going in the opposite direction. They're no longer competing for the conference championship. Um, you know, the, the bad thing is in that conference that James Madison, because they just became yeah. FBS, has like a two-year sit-out period to where they can't play in the conference title game. Yep. That's bullshit. Yeah, it is. That's how it's that just doesn't make sense. Job by the NCAA. That's that's the thing. Yep. No clue at all, right? Thank you, Dave. Because uh, you know, 
I think your Wi-Fi struggling. Is it in my back? Yeah. We got yeah, you there. Yeah, You're yeah, back. Yeah, you know, anyway, it's, game, it's, it's kind of a shame, right? I mean, why are you penalizing a team for for becoming, you know, that not to become bowl eligible brand new? It doesn't, it, it seems opposite of what it should be. It doesn't, doesn't seem to make any sense at all. Yeah, that's what they do well. See, yeah, it is. All right, uh, Brett, uh, you're All up. right. Um, another game I, I've talked about, I've been kind of against USC all year. Uh, Washington's coming to town. Let's do it, Brett. I know where we're going I'm right not, here. I'm not touching the over-under. I can't take. It's like 76 and a half. I cannot touch that. Oh, no, no, no. I'm on a side here. I, I am got- too. I'm, I'm on Washington minus three at USC. Yes! <laughs> I, I, I don't – you know – the thing with Washington actually has not been playing well the last couple of weeks. They they let uh, Stanford put 30, 33 up on them the past last week, and then the previous week they uh, barely beat Arizona State if it wasn't for a pick six. But, you know, what better way to get your offense going than going up against USC, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're struggling offensively, this is the team you want to go up against. Penix is going to get it together again. Their defense is going to play decent. They're going to get more stops than USC. So I like Washington uh, to cover the three here. I, I agree. Um, everything. Again, this is like your, your scout team. Washington is playing against their scout team defense. Michael Penix, we know he's cooled off the last couple of weeks. Washington, you know, as a unit, has not looked very sharp. But I think that they probably got dialed in this week, and they're about to unleash hell. I hope Caleb Williams – is ready to scramble around, run from his life a little bit, kind of like Bo Nix did, because he's going to have to make a lot of throws on the run. He's going to have to find a lot of deep balls. And, you know, we've seen him time and time again, especially last year, pull the rabbit out of the hat. I think the clock's about to strike midnight. Uh, USC is officially a pumpkin. Um, Alex Grinch is probably going to get fired after this game. He doesn't need to finish the season. You know, give somebody else a shot just to showcase um, what they can call because USC is going to have a long day at home. I'm also on the Huskies late at three. The crazy thing is, is Riley defends Grinch though. Like he, the the last press conference or whatever, he said that the office needs to do better or something like that, and the defense is doing decent or something like that. I, I don't know. They say that uh, Lincoln Riley's probably going to try to go to the pros anyway, so that's going to be interesting to see as well. But wait, would you the over under what seventy six and a half? I think is last time I saw it. I would oh, still see. lean over. I'm not going to take it, but I think this is going to be another back-and-forth shootout because Washington's defense, I mean, they put up, they let Stanford put up 33 on them, so I don't know yeah. how great that is either. Um, I've got the over. That That's fun. Oh. I, over, we got 76 for you. I mean, listen, maybe I'm just kind of willing it into, a, like, existence because like, I want to see a high-scoring game and I want to see a, a back-and-forth. But I mean, I can see Wash. I mean, I also think Washington's going to win. I can see Washington put up fifty-five. So yeah. that means, so that means USC's only got to put up, you know, twenty, you know, twenty-one. So I, I I see that as being a possibility. And after last week, fifty to forty-nine in that other game, you know, I I I feel like when they when they put these old spreads, you know, that that they're they. They're not as confident. They just know it's going to be a high-scoring game, but they're not going to be as as exact. And I and I could just see a big, you know, big high-scoring game here. So I've I've got the over at seventy-six and a half. I love like this is a game. Both of these bets are going to hit. This is a this is a two for one right here. Yeah, for our listeners, I, I'm not going to like. I, see, usually if I ever do two for one, it's usually because I want to hedge a little bit on one side. But no, I think that I think this I think these are both locks. So I should play it, but I'm not. I, I um, Dave, if you don't know, there's some bad luck whenever you throw on picks mid-show um, I, I know. on this but, platform. But like, <laughs> they like, usually don't hit. Like Dave said, though, like Washington can easily put up 60 on them probably. I mean, mm-hmm. so – and you know, you know USC is going to get their points. They're going to at least probably get 30 to 35. Oh, gosh. Am I about to play this? Am I, I throw it on there for me? Okay, let me play some music for you. Okay, let's do it. Oh. 
All right, so Brett and Dave are both on Washington USC over 76. It's the lowest number I can get to, so spare the hook. And it looks like you guys each have six plays down. Brett, I know you've thrown a couple on, so I will go, and then I will let you guys clean out your cards. Sounds good. Okay. Let me, like, mentally prepare myself for for what I'm about to play here. Do I want to do it? No. I, I think I'm a tuck tail. I was going to play Texas against Kansas State, but I don't think that Quinn Ewers is going to play. So I don't feel as confident in that game. Um, but where I will go, um, I'm going to play James Madison laying five and a half at Georgia State. Last week, whenever, or I will say weekly, when I go into the office, I talk to one of my colleagues and we just kind of shoot the shit about college football and I think he's hit every game that he's mentioned to me this year. And he said James Madison here. Um, we saw James Madison have a scare last week. But he said that James Madison is a really good football team. I may play this for the show and not play it personally until I get Chase's thought, just because I know he's Mr. Sunbelt. But it does look like Georgia State is somewhat going in the wrong direction. Um, they had a really good start. Lost to Troy, who Troy has a big game this week that we may hit on. Um, they lost last week to Georgia Southern. Uh, 27 to 44, so a rivalry game for them. Coming off of a loss and James Madison coming off of a scare, I could see JMU getting right and, you know, having a convincing win. So I will play the Dukes, laying five and a half, and it is a little bit of belief in my buddy George. So uh, that is my last play. I don't hate it. All right, well, I'll, I'll give you my last one. Um, Seems like too many points at home. I, I'm I, I'm on Colorado plus 13 and a half. Um, I know they're playing Oregon State. Oregon State lost last week, I believe, right? So Arizona, yeah. It could be mm-hmm. a you know, could be a bounce back. But listen, I watched DJ Uyungalele play for a few years. I don't think he's that good, even though social media still want, you know, wants to say Oh, look, you chased him out, and look what Klubnik's doing now. I still don't think he's he's very good, and it just seems at home. Colorado, I know they don't have a line, but just to, to get 13 and a half points at home after you did have some big wins earlier in the year, um, you know, the dual threat players back, um, I just, to me, I, I just think that. Too many points to be getting at home for Colorado, so I, I want I'm, I got him on Colorado plus thirteen and a half. No opinion for me. Um, th- yeah. I think this is a good line. Yeah, Colorado is just I don't know. I don't really know what to think about them. I mean, what's mm-hmm. over under? 60. 62 and a half. Yeah, I can see 62. that going over too. Because I mean, Oregon State can. Sc- I think they'll score on. I mean. Colorado's defense is bad too. I mean, they're they're like USC defense bad. Yeah, they're bad. But I I can see that being back and forth. Yeah, I mean, DJ, I don't know. He he didn't play. I'm still not convinced on him on the road either. I think the back door is wide open for you here. Um, if they do get down early, like and you know that's kind of the bullshit. Like whenever I took USC, um, cover it against Colorado. I think that spread was maybe like 23 and a yeah, half or 21. Maybe like 20 and a half. I was like, USC has this all day. And then we know USC's defense. But Colorado just like, I don't care if it's the beginning of the game, the middle of the game, or the end of the game. At some point, their offense is just going to go bananas and just start like scoring at will. So, again, I think the back door is open here if you need it. You may not need it. Yeah, I don't disagree. All right, I'll throw out the last two plays. Um, yep, let's go. Last two plays, I I thought this line was kind of kind of low, kind of low. You got Ole Miss three three uh, versus Texas A and M at Ole Miss. Um, I like Ole Miss here. Uh, they're they're one blemish to Alabama. Um, I think they're playing good football. I like Dart 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 throwing the ball well. I like their defense as well. Texas A and M, I don't know. They're up and down. So I, I like I like uh, Ole Miss here to win by at least a touchdown. This will be a really good game to watch. Yeah, 
I, I think so too. I, I was kind of surprised that this, I thought this line may be like maybe five and a half or something like that. So I'm kind of surprised to see it at three. Um, I, looked, last, oh, I was going to say that game for a while. Um, kind of reading back and forth about it because, because I could also see where Lane Kiffin's just a jerk and he can, you know, once he gets ahead, he, he ain't put, he, he's going to keep it on, you know, the pedal and, and, and win by a bunch. Um, you know, Texas A&M beating South Carolina doesn't prove anything to me. I'm not, I've never been a big Jimbo Fisher fan. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I like that game too, but, um, yeah, I, I'm not going to take it, but I, but I do like Ole Miss in that. Yeah. And what's your last one, Brett? Uh, my last one, uh, this team I've been kind of riding high, I've been talking high about, um, Arizona. UCLA is coming to town. Arizona is a three-point dog. I am taking Arizona to cover the three here. They, uh, they're playing good football right now. Um, they just got off a big win against um, Oregon State last weekend and the previous weekend before that. They destroyed a Washington State team that has kind of fell off a little bit. But at home again, I, I like Arizona to cover the three. Do you want it at two and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it at two and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the best number I can get for your most consensus. Um, yeah, Arizona turned out to be a lot better than we thought this year. They are probably in the upper half, you know, top. Yeah. Oh, the top I, yeah. tier of the Pac-12 is definitely Washington, Oregon. But, like, we'll say the tier below that, Arizona is definitely in that conversation. And I think it's honestly fair to say that UCLA is too, so. Um, being less than a field goal of a game or hovering around there, I think is a really good um, line by Vegas. Uh, but at home, more often than not, they probably get it done. I hope so. And I um, there are a lot of other intriguing games. I, I actually don't want to talk about Virginia Tech Louisville just because I, I don't want to jinx myself. But, you know, if there's one thing that I think is going to happen this weekend, I think Sam Pittman – is, is going to beat the Gators. It's just it's just it's a spot game. Like yeah. Florida coming off of a thrashing in the cocktail party. Um, Arkansas, they're fighting for their lives. They made a change, you know, offensive coordinator. Florida might be sleepwalking here. Yeah. I mean, we know that Arkansas has been playing well. Too. I mean, they've had some heartbreakers. They've lost, what? by seven points or less most of their games. Um, mm -hmm. So th this one I could see going either way. But like you said, they did get rid of Danino's. Their offensive coordinator would – I mean, when you put up three points against Mississippi State at home, that's just unacceptable. So um, I I'm with you. I, I could see an upset, upset brewing here. And, I, I mean, poor Joel. Joel, I talked to him beforehand, the, before the Georgia game, and he was a little upbeat. Um, you know, they were five this week. Short-lived. Yeah, so so I think he's I think he's kind of lowered his expectations going forward and Florida has a tough schedule going forward too. I think they saw Missouri on there. Um they LSU might be on there so they they they've got a tough schedule going going forward. Nice. But it, it, um, this is this is a big game for both teams honestly. Dave, can you talk to me about the 3:30 CBS game, uh Missouri at Georgia? Is this is this upset? Uh, you know what? I would have thought so, um, like a couple weeks ago. And, and I know Missouri's offense is really good, but, you know, to take, I think, Pat McAfee last week to, you know, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And, and Georgia, just right now, I, I just, I don't see, you know, I don't see the possibility. I definitely don't see an upset brewing. Um, you know, Missouri put up some points. Georgia doesn't have Brock Bowers any longer, but they just looked really good last weekend. I know it wasn't against a great team, but um, no, I, I I still like I still like Georgia, and you know I don't I just don't think Missouri can get it done. All right, floor's open. I do want to hit on. I if Penn State went to College Park and lost, who would be shocked? That that was a game that the that I thought about putting on there. Penn State struggled against Indiana at home last weekend. Um, their offense looked kind of blah again. 
the the thing the reason I stayed away though is because Maryland has not been playing well at all. So yeah, that's, that's kind of why I stayed away. I was on both sides of this today. Like I was on, <laughs> I was literally on Penn State originally, um, because I was like, you know, Maryland's been playing horribly. Um, I had them last week, uh, and you know that wasn't even close. They lost the game, right? And I'm like, Penn State's defense is really well, but then Penn State plays Michigan next week. And so this could be a look-ahead game for Michigan. That's when I flipped to Maryland because I I don't think they're horrible because and they're and they're at home and they're getting they're getting eight. So I kind of flipped to Maryland and then I was like, all right, I'm going to stay away since I since since I was on both sides. I'm just going to not take. Oh man, yeah. Um, There's a and I hate to say this to poor Emily, but Jacksonville State. Is traveling to uh oh, to Columbia. Hey, Rich Rodriguez, former Mountaineer head coach, former Clemson um, coach, or was he a? I don't know. If he, he was at Michigan. He was, was at Michigan, he, Arizona, West Virginia. He was the Clemson offensive coordinator. Yeah, he was your OC yeah. head coach, yeah. and that was like the big thing was that he was going to become the Clemson head coach, and then you know. He he took another job, so he never got that job when he was our offensive coordinator. But they, they're they're fifteen and a half point favorite, and I mean the Richard's the Jacksonville State has a pretty decent offense. I've actually watched a few games, so I'm not saying put that on upset alert or whatever. But that fifteen and a half, I don't know. Didn't Mike Norville find out about that a couple of years ago? Didn't Jacksonville State beat FSU, or was that Ooh. Willie Taggart? Was it Jacksonville State or Jackson State? Uh, it might have been. It might have. It might have been. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember that. And right, then, uh, the last the, game. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brett. Oh, I was just gonna say one more game was. Uh, what do you think about State this weekend? Oh, okay. So you were just going State. I was going to West Virginia. We'll talk about State Miami first. Uh, what's that line? Five and a half. Yeah, I think it's five and a half by the time I saw it. Um, I think State wins. NC State plays really well at home, and they get a lot of good bounces at home that they don't get on the road. Uh, night game, 8 o'clock. You know, there's kids that are tailgating all day. They're going to be liquored up. And honestly, you know, I have NC State season tickets, but the home atmosphere, I mean, every game's been a sellout. And, you know, the, the old aura of NC State was, you know, everyone leaves at halftime, go back to their tailgate, get liquored up, and they don't come back. Yeah. Everyone comes back now. Like, yeah. it's, it's actually a lot more fun. I'd say, I think we've had season tickets for five. I was talking to Kayla. Is it, is, I don't know if it's been five or six years, but something like that. The first two years, it was kind of like, eh. We kind of just like going, seeing our friends from college, like drinking, whatever. But we actually do enjoy, like, seeing the football in the program now. So, I think State finds a way to get it done. Again, Miami's not world beaters. I see the over-under at 44. So if somebody has to win this game with, like, defense and just, like, a slog, and honestly, I think Dave is a much better coach than Mario, um, NC State's going to win here. And I could say if over-under is 44, final score could be, like, 23 to, you know, 17, something like that. Like, State can cover this or 23-18. It may be a little ugly. Yeah. Yeah, Miami's not as good as they appeared to be earlier on in the season. No, not at yeah. all. All right, Brett, talk to me about your Mountaineers. You about to uh, punch the bowl ticket against BYU? Is that I'm the, I, you know, I'm shocked. I just I haven't looked at the spread the last couple of days because this was at like nine at one point. It's all the way up to thirteen and a half, which I I'm kind of shocked by that. But I mean, theoretically, yeah, we should be we should uh punch bowl eligible. This uh this um this week, which I'm kind of I can't believe I'm about to say that, um, but really, if we win this week, when we should have been seven and two after that stupid hail mary a few weeks ago, <laughs> but, yeah. But um, yeah, that that was still tough. I mean, like like I like I was telling my dad, our fit our uh the schedule this year has really played into our favor because we played like we didn't have to play Texas or Kansas State or like Iowa State or even Kansas this year. Like we, we've got to play all the, all the uh, new teams coming in like Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, all those teams that are kind of struggling right now. So the, the schedule really played into our favor. Um, this is a BYU team that has struggled as well. So 
theoretically, we should win this. And, uh, I mean, our offense looked good against uh, UCF this past weekend. So, I mean, I do like us in this game. I don't. Thirteen and a half is a big number, though. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. So this is the part in the show, Dave, where we all look at our cards. I'm sharing my screen to the spreadsheet board. Um, so view your plays and let me know a play that you want to throw in the hat for the power parlay. And again, the power parlay hit last week. Uh, I think it was like plus one twenty odds. Uh, the I think in the group chat earlier this year, we said over under one and a half hits for the power parlay. And some people were saying over, some said under. It's already hit four times. So this is yeah. like a true, like highest confidence pick. And I really look at this and say like, what result is the is least likely to lose? So um, now in Ocosa Barbecue, since they only have one play, um, they get the privilege to play Notre Dame lane three. So that's actually against my picks, um, but yeah. Just scan your card and let me know what you want to toss in. I'm going to play Tulane, playing 17 in the Swamp in Greenville. ECU's bad. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with Iowa minus five and a half. Gotcha. And that best number was five that I can get you. So I gave you five for the show. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going with uh, Washington minus three. I like it. For sure. So the power parlay, which hit last week, is Tulane laying 17, Washington laying three, Iowa laying five, and Notre Dame laying three as well. So four favorites, um, not often that, you know, that'll hit in a four leg parlay. But I mean, with the tightest we've been, and I, I, I don't see this, I don't see this missing. I'm pretty confident in it myself personally. Yeah, I, I think it's a good card. Yeah, I like this card a lot this week. Honestly, the more we've talked about this week, the more like confident I felt in these games, which I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> and that's the thing. I like the games. It's just the lines are getting yeah. really, really hard. So I really applaud you you guys for playing like eight, seven games. Um like it's yeah. It's on the season, it gets tight. Yeah, it does. For some reason I just like some of these lines on some of these games, especially some of the like the over unders, you know. Which I'm not a huge over under guy, but I some of these I feel like were pretty pretty good so like yeah because i i actually had a couple i mean i did have a couple i was looking at that game and then usf and Memphis. again just bizarre games like a bizarre game like that i don't really know about either of the teams but i know that you know typically they put up a lot of points <laughs> which one was your what was your first one uh west virginia over what is ours i haven't even looked i want to say it was like 40 yeah, I could see that going. 48. 48. Yeah, I, I'd probably take the over in that too. Yeah, 48, 48. We've actually, been, we've actually been scoring pretty decently the last few weeks. Knock on wood. What I was worried about was, and I guess this doesn't make a difference for BYU, was the was how cold it might be. Yeah, I think it was, I saw 49 degrees. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, I know, Brett, like we probably couldn't be further like across the country from each other right now. Uh, because I'm in the Pacific Northwest, but there was, so I guess driving from Seattle across the state, you have to pass two mountain ranges. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's snowing. It's cold as hell up here, man. <laughs> like, like from North Carolina, I think it was, and it was pretty chilly. I think yesterday it was in the 50s. Um, we flew out of RDU, so we drove up from Charlotte. And when we landed in Seattle last night, it was like 32 degrees. Like it was, it's cold, like statewide, rainy, you know, as always, the Pacific Northwest weather. It's it's not pretty. I can't relate. I had a nice seventy five degree weather today. I just no I, here here in New Jersey. Yeah, it was like in the forties. It's not not warm here. Yeah, I've had some great morning walks. It was about seventy five eighty degrees. Well, you keep enjoying them and um, enjoy one Saturday before we pop off a whole bunch of wins. But Dave, again, thanks for joining us, dude. I would love to have you back on in the future and. I'm definitely like keep keep me in touch with those Atlanta Braves cards that you have. Like I know my wife will probably kill me if I spend a little too much, but you know just just, just kind of let me know pricing and I'll let you know if I'm yeah, a hard. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have to get you'll have to get Brett will have to give me your number. I'll, I'll and I'll text you some picks. It, it would it would help if they get out of the first round the last couple of years too. <laughs> dude, dude, who are you telling, man? <laughs>
six division championships in a row and can't get out of the first round the last two years. But I am also sick of running into the hottest team in baseball, a.k.a. the Phillies, the last two years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what playoff baseball is about. It's all about who's hot. And, you get it, you get, no yeah, one's you, been hotter than the Phillies. You got to get a Corey Seager uh, card, too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I finally turned – I watched the last inning of the, of the game yesterday. It was the only pitches I watched the entire series. And I was like, well, they're winning – it's always nice to see a team win and celebrate on the field. So I had no interest in the in the series itself, but I at least put on the last inning to uh, to watch them celebrate. Yeah, I watched a couple of games, especially the, the one of the it was game one or game two was a fantastic game that went into the extra innings. But then then the rest were kind of handled by the Rangers. So, but yeah, it was a good series. All right. Well, we are signing off from half the distance to the goal. Uh, thank you for Marcus and Brett and Dave. I will let Kanye West, pre him going crazy, take us out. Uh, this is one of my favorite albums ever. And we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate the invite. Yeah, for More sure. than welcome. And good luck. Been much is tested. Get arrested. Guess until he get the message. I feel the pressure under more scrutiny. And what I do, act more stupid.